The Broncos had their chances but couldn't quite make enough plays down the stretch as they lost 27-24, to the 15th consecutive loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hello, thanks for joining us for the Broncos postgame show. Happy New Year. I am Phil Milani alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Todd, uh, let's start with you, oh man. This, it felt like the Broncos, uh, a week of big-time changes around here. We're finally going to get this done, but it, it wasn't meant to be. Yes, a lot of changes were made, and I think that the offense overall looked much better. Um, I saw a lot of complexities to the offense that I hadn't seen in prior weeks. Um, some two-back sets, some way that they were using the tight ends with scissor routes and crossing routes. I love the way um, that they had the offense going today. Although they didn't get the job done, it looked much better. Um, we expected to see a much better team and I think we did. Um, it still felt like every time they scored, it felt like the dagger. It didn't feel like we were like, oh, okay, they scored, now it's our time to score, and we felt like we had the juice. It still felt like at the end we were going to find a way to lose. And that just comes with learning how to win and creating a winning culture. But I think they're on their way. Uh, it feels like Rossberg has been doing some good things. I think the special teams got better this week. Offense got better. Let's see what they do moving forward. Well, it's very uh, interesting. Uh, Jerry Rossberg comes in, and the game is tight once again with the Broncos. So the only thing I can say is Jerry F. Baby uh, when you talk about Jerry Rossberg, and the F isn't for fear because he had this team ready to play, and, and just like you said, I mean, the team went out there and they gave their best shot. No one's really giving the Broncos an opportunity, but we saw some things that we haven't seen all year long. And one guy who was on a milk carton earlier this season – Alva Ogilvy-Bernard, man, he flashed and he flashed big time after having those two early drops. He had that touchdown to Russell Wilson, much criticized quarterback, two rushing touchdowns. So I think this puts Russ probably in the tops in the league at NFL history as far as the most uh, rushing touchdowns. I think that puts him at third. Yeah, uh, rushing uh, uh, yards, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He passed Randall Cunningham in the game today. Yeah, and Albert O came out of nowhere, uh, led the team in receiving three for 45 today, uh, had the touchdown too. Guys, what what do you make of everything this week? I mean, sometimes teams will go out there and have a bounce-back game, but obviously moving on from Nathaniel Hackett, Jerry Rosberg came in. Uh, all the wide receivers were defending Russell Wilson this week on social media. I mean, uh, does it feel like – like they were trying to go out there and like prove a point today? I think so. I think they were one on one hand embarrassed about the way they lost last week. They wanted to come out and show the world that that's not the team that they are. And plus they want to show the team that, um, yes, our coach is fired, but we still have a lot of fight in us. We stand behind our quarterback. We want to show you what he can do. I think everybody played um, at an elevated level th this week because of that. Um, and it did feel like a lot was going on. You know, they fired their head coach. Ejero Everett doesn't want the position. He goes to Jerry Rossberg. Um, it was a lot of moving parts. He then fires the off-the-line coach and special teams coordinator. There was definitely a lot of moving parts. But I think what you saw today was guys still showing that fight, that hunger, that desire to, you know, keep the team as intact as they can for next year and still prove to everybody that Russell Wilson is still a good quarterback in this league and they have a good team. You know what was, was great about what we saw today, we usually see that when a team doesn't you know, play well and they fire a coach, they go out there and they play well that first game. And for me, I was really excited about what I saw. Defensively, there's some things that they could have changed or whatever, but I, I saw Chase Edmonds getting involved more than we've seen before. I mean, Cortland Sutton, I mean, that explosive play, we could talk about the referees because we can't get fined on this uh, program. So the officiating didn't really help out the Broncos, but it was inspired football. Will it be enough to make the fans say, hey, we, let's look at Jerry Rosberg. Could he be one of those guys we interviewed for a head coaching job? 
don't know, but it was an exciting game nonetheless. Yeah, it was an exciting game. Uh, let's show you uh, the highlights here today. Jerry Rosberg taking over on the sidelines, inserted himself into the special teams unit in particular, and right away made an impact. Alex Singleton forces a fumble here. Eric Saubert dives on it. And the very next play, Russell Wilson takes it himself. 16-yard touchdown. Justin Outen, calm plays. He's fired up Todd. Where have we seen Russell Wilson not using his legs all year? Today came to life. Yeah, I think this is great. This He's number three um, in history for a reason. They need to continue to lean on him using his legs. Uh, Justin Outen, that was a great job of throwing in some design runs, using Russell Wilson's legs. He's so great when he does it. Let's keep doing more of it. The Broncos were up 10-6. to six. Uh, Then in the third quarter, trailing by three now. Albert O, wide open in the middle of the field. Uh, he takes it in, makes the catch 17-13. to 13. And They took that lead into the fourth. Uh, Nick, a scissors route right there. Uh, seemed like Albert O, perfectly uh, wide open. Yeah, perfectly placed for him. But I'll tell you what, we saw a similar play call and same person are grouping Week three against the Houston Texans. The only thing we didn't see that was kind of a new wrinkle was the twist where the tight end attacked the middle of the field. Great for a guy now, but Oka waving on. Yeah, he had a drop earlier. Almost dropped that one, but he was able to hold on and got into the end zone there. The lead didn't last long, though. The Chiefs scored 14 unanswered, but the Broncos battling today. Wilson using his legs again. Third time in his career that he had two-plus rushing touchdowns. The Broncos were down 27-24. Uh, with a chance here, but on fourth down, Chris Jones comes right up the middle and slams Russ down, and uh, the Broncos uh, could not get the ball back. They go on to lose their 15th straight to Kansas City, 27-24 the final today. Uh, I think we got to talk about the refs a little bit here, guys. Uh, earlier in the game, the P.I. call on Cortland Sutton seemed a, a little bit soft, and then, of course, that on fourth down. That has to be called roughing the passer there. Absolutely. That's, that's one of the key rules that they implemented a few years ago. You can't slam the quarterback to the ground. I think that had that, had that been Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady, that's definitely going to be called, and I think it should have been called in this game. And then going back to that Cortland Sutton, that's a terrible call. Um, I feel like creating space is what all wide receivers do when the ball's in the air. I think that, you know, he went up and got the ball, and I feel like he should have been rewarded for that, and they should have been able to keep their drive alive. I feel like that was a call from New York saying, you know, this game's getting too close. The Broncos are doing too good. Let's go ahead and throw a pass in the parents' call there. Um, but I didn't like that call at all. Yeah, I mean, we also, uh, let's not be uh, remiss and not talk about the other two calls. The one on Tony when he pushed off of uh, Justin Simmons, that wasn't called. The fumble with Russell Wilson. So this is something that we've seen that has been inconsistent as far as officiating, not just with the Broncos, but all season long. But when you are a 4-11 team, you're not going to get those calls when you're playing on the road. Yeah, you don't want to blame the refs uh, in this situation, but those are two pretty big calls in the course of this game. Uh, but the Broncos uh, had more than enough chances to try and win this one. Uh, let's go out to Arrowhead and uh, check in with Eric Delahalla. Thanks, Phil. A, uh, a really hard-fought game by the Broncos out here at Arrowhead, fall 27-24. It seemed like they might get it done, like they were one vintage Russell Wilson drive away from finally snapping this streak, ending it at 14 games. They played well, they played hard offensively, they played small ball in a way, and they didn't try to take chunk plays down the field, but they were still able to be efficient. Defensively, they had Mahomes all out of sorts for most of the game. 
Unfortunately, I think two things. One, that offensive pass interference call against Cortland Sutton, that just changed the whole momentum of the game. The Chiefs went on a 14 to nothing run after that. Broncos were able to climb back in it, but as you saw at the end, just not quite able to get over that hump. And I think that's where this team is. Close, they've got the talent, they've got the pieces. You've got to be encouraged by the way Russell Wilson played today, doing things with his legs, throwing a touchdown pass as well. He looked as good as he has in a long time, but they've got to put it all together, Phil. Thank you very much, Eric. We're back here in studio with Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, uh, Jerry Rosberg took over this week, and there was a little bit of, of a different tone around here. I mean, he was uh, much more disciplined than uh, Nathaniel Hackett was, uh, not necessarily a, a player's coach, I would say. Uh, did you see the team bounce back uh, this week, respond to that type of uh, message from Rosberg? I think they definitely played a more disciplined brand of football this week. Uh, you didn't see a lot of things and penalties that were happening in previous weeks. You didn't see false starts or, or guys jumping off sides on the defensive line. It felt like guys were playing uh, with much more discipline. And even within the game plan, it seems like things were clicking. It didn't seem like there was a lot of chaos or things out of control, which we had seen in previous weeks it just didn't seem like it was coming together this week it felt good special teams came together which I know he took control of and they they made a big play to keep the Broncos in the game so um, he definitely is looking good putting some good things together I'm interested to see um, you know if he is in the running you know next year for head coach but as far as this game you do see his stamp on it and you do see a change in the team yeah, you see the Rosberg uh, bump for sure because you look at the penalties, only three for 23. Usually it's normally six, eight penalties for maybe 150 yards, and the Broncos lead the league in penalties. But, yeah, you see the bump. Look at the special teams, for instance. You, you, we were used to seeing Montreal Washington back there returning the kicks. We saw Kendall Hinton and Marlon Mack back there as well. Alex Singleton, who's typically you know on you know the defense side of things, but usually when a guy's playing defense, he's not playing a lot of special teams, but he was key to creating that turnover and setting the Broncos up on the short field. Yeah, so Rosberg coming in, uh, giving this team a little bit of a bounce uh, this week. Here's what the Broncos interim head coach had to say after the game. To whatever degree they had confidence in the vision that I laid forth this week, I'm hoping that as a result of that contest, they may have a little bit more. But I also told them this, that, I understand. I understand what they've been through. I understand how they may have doubts. I understand how they may be thinking internally rather than externally. I understand. As Broncos interim head coach Jerry Rosberg uh, taking the reins this week. Uh, how about Russell Wilson? Uh, he was in the media a lot this week. Uh, Jerry Judy out there defending him, all these guys tweeting about him. And he went out there, other than the interception, played, played a pretty solid game. Yeah, I think he played solid. I know that, um, you know, he ultimately wanted to come away with the win. But overall, I feel like when he had time, he made the right throws. He hit his open receivers. Um, when he was able to sit in the pocket, I liked the, you know, deep dig route that he hit to Cortland. Um, he made some nice throws and made some nice decisions using his legs to score two touchdowns. He looked like a little bit like the vintage rush we're used to seeing and wanted to see and expected to see with him coming here as our quarterback. So I thought he looked good overall. That interception was pretty costly, though. Um, you know, the Broncos were really rolling. The Chiefs kind of had stalled on offense. I think that gave them some momentum to get back in the game. Yeah, this was kind of a, a, a different rust than we've seen all season long. It was kind of like that second-half rust that we saw in the first meeting when the Chiefs were here at Empower Field. Russ was moving the ball, but you've mentioned something that is uh, really important. The Broncos will have to address come this season is the offensive line pressure. When he had time, he was able to move and find the right receiver to get the ball to. 
but he was still under the rest. Now, when you look at what Russell's numbers were today, he was still hit a number of times. He was hit eight times, four sacks, but he was under pressure a lot. And that interception that you talk about, there was a hand in his face. No, you don't want him to make that throw. But yes, once again, we're still talking about this offensive line, and it needs to get better, both from a running standpoint and a pass protection standpoint. This week, he, he said that he wished he would have been able to play better this season for Nathaniel Hackett. Said that he's going to look and see if he needs to change his approach. What do you think about him saying that just like taking some of the onus on him for how this season has gone and then uh, for a veteran like him to think at this point in his career, do I need to change things about how I'm preparing myself in the offseason and then also weekly? I think that's important for him to take a look at um, because overall the team has struggled, but I think the biggest piece of I guess struggle that has happened on the team is Russell Wilson. Uh, I think if he plays better throughout the season or at different points of the season, Nathaniel Hackett is still the head coach of this football team. So I think it is important for him to look back at how he's preparing, what he's doing to get himself ready to go because the team's going to need him. And so it doesn't matter what coach they have in as the head coach. If he's not ready, if he's not 100% about his game plan and his preparation, the team won't succeed. I think it was wise for Russell to take the onus on himself. I think everyone was willing or looking at him to say, okay, well, where is your accountability? And if you're going to be say, well, I'm culpable for what happened with Coach Hackett. But every player, every single year at the end of the season, you have to have that self-evaluation. So when he looks at, well, what he needs to improve on, yeah, I mean, obviously you could say, well, he could have been better with his footwork and his decision-making, but it comes down to who's going to be the offensive coordinator coming in next year, and does that person – actually jail with Russ. Yeah, that, that is going to be the most crucial aspect of this. Uh, Russ being able to play much better next season will allow this team to have uh, more success in terms of the wins and losses. But uh, here's what he's had to say after the game today in Kansas City. You know, it's been a journey, but I, you know what's been great is these guys in the locker room. You know, I know there's been a lot, you know, here and there, but these guys, uh, how they've supported me, how we've supported each other, how we've kept believing, how we kept working at practice. Um, I mean, we were talking in the locker room just about, obviously, the team we played today, a really good football team. Um, what we believe is that when we get everybody back, we're going to be back here uh, next year and fighting for it all. And I think in this life that you live as a human, as a, as a player, there's always highs and lows. There's always highs and lows. There's tough times. There's something that you, sometimes you have some of your worst days. But um, the sun comes up in the morning, and if you have the right attitude and the right mentality and the right work ethic, there's better days ahead. And that's what I'm excited about with this football team. There's better days ahead. Back here in studio on the Broncos postgame show alongside Todd Davis and Nick Ferguson. Guys, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Last week against the Rams, uh, they made Baker Mayfield look like Patrick Mahomes. Today they played Patrick Mahomes and uh, looked like a much better unit today. Yeah, the first half was really rough for the Denver Broncos defense. They gave up 239 yards, um, but they only were down three points. You know, it was bend but don't break. They kept it in close. The second half they came and only gave up less than 100 yards to Patrick Mahomes, so they really were able to uh, shore some things up. Uh, one of the things I loved was Justin Simmons' interception. Um, that was a big, big stop in the red zone, but just two plays before that, you know, he, he messes up on a play and, you know, gives them the ability to get down there in the red zone. He didn't blink. He didn't, he didn't even uh, think about it. Short-term memory is key for DBs. You can't think about the last play. He moved right on, made a big play. That's a part of that bend but don't break mentality and ultimately helped the Broncos stay in this game. Yeah, there were a lot of pros and cons to this game all around. I mean, you mentioned the Justin Simmons uh, takeaway with the uh, uh, Chiefs driving in the red zone. But the biggest thing for me, it continues to show up. It happened the first time these two teams met. 
being able to communicate versus man coverage and zone coverage. It continues to be a problem and has affected the Broncos' uh, top-rated red zone defense that they once had because of simple things. Communicating, the fact that Jet McKinnon got two touchdowns, scored two touchdowns, is that was baffling to me because anytime you see the running back offset, and that situation is man coverage, you're a linebacker and you're a DB, you have to communicate what you were seeing. And it put Alex Singleton in some tough spots, and Jeff McKinnon had two touchdowns. Yeah, we saw one with Kareem Jackson. He kind of got caught in some traffic trying to run across the formation with McKinnon. I mean, that's just Andy Reid, I guess, huh? I mean, the, the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the red zone. They do so many different things, and they really attack zone and man coverage. So the times that I played the Chiefs and beat, beaten them, we've kept it very simple and very vanilla. Everybody knew their job. We only had about three or four plays that we were calling the entire game because if you try to do too much, if you try to mix in too much zone man um, coverages, they're going to take – take you and pick you apart, and you saw that a little bit today. Yeah, but but for me, it, it, bo- it bothers me because I go back to my time playing uh, against the Chiefs, not necessarily against Mahomes, but you face similar types of offenses. When you get into the red zone, you, when you do that film study during the week, you know what they want to do to you based on, like you said, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy saying, okay, well, if they give us man coverage, this is how we beat it. You have to communicate to know that all these changes were made on this Broncos roster. And the emphasis was we have to be better than we've been in previous weeks. But to get out there defensively and you don't communicate and you get caught up in a situation like that, there, there's no excuse for that. You remember beating the Chiefs? Man, that was a long time. How long ago was that? It was 15 tries? Hey, exactly, but we got a ring out of it. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. That's true. That's how that matters. That is true. Yeah, that, exactly, exactly. All right, uh, let's go inside the Broncos locker room out at Arrowhead. Check in with Sidney Jones. Thanks, Phil. We're here with wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Cortland, you know, hard-fought battle here at Arrowhead. First off, what did you just like about the offense's performance tonight? You said dislike? Or like, oh, um, I mean, I feel like we came in and, and executed, you know, um, the game plan at, at which we were trying to, you know, go about the game and be, you know, complimentary with the with the defense. And, you know, um, I think that we did that pretty well. You know, we had some mistakes that, you know, you know, they might be small in the in the grand scheme of it. But, you know, it, it came back to you might, you know, hurt us and we weren't able to capitalize when we needed to. And, you know, um, that's on us. That's on us to get better at that and make sure that we eliminate those small things that might seem small in the moment. But, you know, ultimately in the in the grand scheme of it, 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 it had hurt us. So, you know, I think that we had, did some things well, but it wasn't well enough because we didn't come away with the win. Yeah, Cortland, the offense had some great momentum. You guys were in a rhythm and then you had that offensive pass interference. How did that kind of shift things? Yeah, you know, um, I thought, it, you know, that was a big play for us. I thought that we were going to be able to, you know, um, I thought that we were going to be able to, you know, um, you know, make that play and convert on that third down and, you know, move move the ball and keep keep moving the ball like we had been. But, um, you know, it was unfortunate we, we had the, the passing friends, but, you know, with the game, you know, things happen. It's on us to be able to, you know, bounce back and, you know, um, you know, make another play. And, you know, um, we were able to get something going after that, but it wasn't enough and we weren't able to get points on the board, which is what we needed to do. And, you know, ultimately that's that's the, the name of the game, have more points than the other team, you know, when the clock says zero. Jerry Rosberg, first game as interim head coach, and Justin Atwin was first game as a play caller. What did you like about what they were able to do for you guys? Yeah, they, you know, they they stuck to you know what they had told us they wanted to accomplish um, all throughout the week. All throughout the week, we talked about one thing. We came into the game, we did that one thing, and 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 it showed. You know, there was cohesiveness. There was, you know, guys guys understood, you know, what we were trying to, what the objective was, understanding the tempo and the theme of of the game, and um, 
you know, like I said earlier, you know, I think we really stuck to that, and and you know, we we, we came up short, you know, but you know, I do admire the the fight that the guys the guys had, offensive, defense, and special teams. We had, you know, the big play on special teams with. Um, Alex, Alex had the the the, the fumble um, that that led us to be able to go out go down there and score. Um, you know the defense was out there, you know, giving us chances to go out there and, and perform. And offensively, we we're moving the ball. We just came up short on a couple of a series, and you know ultimately, like I said, that's that's the name of the game. We got to have more points, and we got to put points on the board. Well, Cortland, appreciate your time. Of course, thank you. Phil, I'll send it back to you. Thank you very much, Sydney. Uh, time to wrap things up here, but before we do, let's talk about the special teams a little bit. Uh, Jerry Rosberg inserted himself right into that unit, and it really showed up today. I mean, they had the fumble recovered, but also a block kick right before halftime. Yeah, special teams is going to be um, a critical piece of this team moving forward for in order for them to be successful. I think many times within you know the first half of the season, or most of the season, we saw the Broncos start um, in backed up field position, you know, inside the 10 yard line. I think that being able to turn that around, give the Broncos positive field position, along with creating stops, uh, block field goals, uh, forcing, you know, fumbles on punt return and kickoff. I think that's going to be important for the Broncos to be, you know, a good team moving forward. Here's what's kind of weird about this whole situation. For almost 16 weeks, you've been playing with some of the same guys, but you were not seeing some of the same type of effort. So when you look at, you know, Rosberg coming in and being a guy who's coached special teams in this league for a long period of time, you can see his impact right away. It seemed like there were certain guys at the beginning of the season who were not playing up the standard. They were running around like their hair was on fire. Now, I don't know what the Broncos are going to do as far as, well, you know, who's going to be the head coach next year. If they don't consider Rosberg as a head coach candidate, maybe they should consider him as the special teams coordinator. Yeah, keep him, keep him around somewhere on the staff. Uh, they talked about accountability all week long, so maybe that's kind of what you're talking about there, Nick. Hey, if you don't play this way up to our standard, you're not going to play. That's so right. uh, uh, that'll get some of the guys going. Just one more week to go here. Uh, they got the uh, Chargers coming up next week. Uh, what, what's the mindset for these guys? Uh, just try to get through the finish line here. But uh, also you want to put some good tape out there. Definitely. I think it's a great time for the organization to once again um, evaluate the players, young players. I think a lot of people should get a chance to play this game so you can evaluate the team moving forward. Uh, I think it was it was good to see George Payton. You saw him in the press box, almost standing over Justin out in the shoulder. <laughs> that, that was a little different because usually, you know, the GM is standing in a separate box, not like in the same box. So that was really interesting for sure. He wanted to let his presence be felt, and I think <laughs> they might have felt some heat, and they were calling a pretty good game after that. So everybody's being evaluated. I think it's a great another opportunity for the team to evaluate how they want to move forward. Well, I guess, uh, I mean, the Broncos almost pulled up uh, pulled off upset victory in Kansas City. So maybe uh, George Payton needs to uh, stay in the box for this uh, Chargers <laughs> game. But all these guys, they're just trying to finish on a good note. I know guys don't want to get injured, but a lot of uh, guys are going to be unrestricted free agents. This is your final opportunity to really show the Broncos or maybe the other 31 teams what you can do. Yeah, and uh, whoever the next head coach coming in, they're going to be reviewing that. So you want to make, leave a, a good impression there. So... All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, the Broncos fall 27-24 in Kansas City. They fall to 4-12 and on the year. For Nick Ferguson and Todd Davis, I am Phil Milani. This has been the Broncos postgame show. Happy New Year.